We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Simpson Magnuson, Nathan Johnson, Arx Cowbell, Monster, CPX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Icebug, Titus Andromedon, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Zeke, Straw Cab, That Charlie, Yanni, Darkstorm Dota, Pistol Pete, and Matthew Evans. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to We Like Dota and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota, episode 397, starts now. Welcome, listeners, to We Like Dota episode 397. Maybe? Is it? No, it's 96. Okay. <laughs> I was Skipped like, in time. <laughs> were the show notes updated or not? I did. Uh, I did up them. Did oh, up excellent. Them. Yeah, thank you for making them. Um, as listeners can tell, uh, I'm Jim. I'm your host today, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello, Jim. Hello, Internet. It's been so long. I know, it's so good to have you. And we're also joined by Sam. Hello. Hey, Sam. Sam, Sam the Salsa Sauce Master. <laughs> Something like that. Indeed, I've dude. Been... We had your uh, tomato sauce the other day. It was really good. Yeah? The tomato sauce I bought from you, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you found it delightful or delicious or whatever. <laughs> Both, yeah. It was just the tomato and basil one, but it was it was good. Yeah. Definitely worth it. Like for like tomato sauce made with fresh tomatoes is just so good. Like made with like I, act, you know. Yeah, I watched um, part of my like past month. I've just been coming home and like watching a lot more TV to like Ooh. chill out. Um, and also, it's like horror season, so I've been going through like the gauntlet of different horror movies. And not that this is a horror movie, but I spent like a, a whole thirty minutes watching. A breakdown of like uh, different canned tomatoes, like <laughs> San Marzano versus imported San Marzano versus like mm. nondescript plum tomatoes. So I was I was deep in the sauce for a while. Have you gotten to try them out and like validate other people's opinions? No, but I I generally understand like the like having done the garden and grown a bunch of tomatoes right. and had and tried and sampled other tomatoes like uh i get it like i'm following the logic i had the most amazing tomatoes from a farmer's market um mm -hmm. back in i guess like july or so so a few months and uh bay's sister is is uh in the culinary arts and she highly recommended mm -hmm. Um, using like a cheese grater to kind of smash the tomatoes and then also do the same with garlic and then yeah. mix it with some olive oil and it was the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, it was Hand so good. Tomate. Yeah. You do it like over bread. Oh, it's like so good. Typical Spanish <laughs> yep. like tapas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we yeah, like tomatoes. We like tomatoes. Yeah, we Big should fans do. of tomatoes. They're so good for you. They are. Especially for men. <laughs> That's so. They're, they're better for men than, than for women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have uh, stuff that promotes prostate health. Really? Oh. Yeah. Lycopene? Is lycopene the thing? I don't know. There's something in tomatoes that promotes prostate health. Interesting. 
I don't know anything about that. That's, that's not the, <laughs> the kind of tomato research I do. <laughs> you didn't watch a, a bunch of 30-minute videos on, on prostate cancer and prevention? I, I try to stay far away from anything concerning health because it'll just it'll just freak me out i'll convince myself that i've got prostate cancer like oh yeah in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah yeah i work i work in in health stuff and i'm let me you know luckily I, I i felt the same way when i was in the hospital and they were doing the pain management when i broke my leg and i was like no all i do is study people with opioid use disorder mm. they're like mr lloyd you you're just sitting in the hospital with a broken leg take the medicine and get some sleep i was like hey. i have i have some weird feelings on medical stuff like i would i think you'd i'd rather you put me down than ever put an iv in me like i i feel very <laughs> uncomfortable with the idea of that so i yeah i, I don't like anything like hospital medical setting <laughs> kind of freaks me out well on that note why don't we talk about our dota feelings sure Less freaky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it go. Oh, yeah. Charlene, since you have not had a chance to share your Dota feelings with the internet in a while. <gasps> yeah. Uh, what? How has Dota made you feel lately? Dota, I would say Dota's made me feel cozy. <laughs> mm. Because I think I, I think it's just like a comfortable, familiar thing for me at this point. Um, the whole like TI thing going on, I think Dota has almost also made me feel like Valve has forgotten us. So a little bit neglected. Mm. Um, but, okay. you know, industry organization aside, I, I still enjoy the game and I, I always look forward to TI season or any kind of battle pass compendium season where there's more of an incentive to play different heroes. <laughs> so I've, yeah. I've definitely been cavern crawling, um, very recently got a triple with with a good old viper and i i thought of you jim so right. there's that thank you yeah um i've got gotten... what i'm known for <laughs> <laughs> yep yep um i have gotten the cm set with all three thingies so that's Ooh. that's cool i am still working through the um offlane and support trees though so yeah yeah gen- generally positive dota feelings i would say that's nice. Yeah, I so see you have a bunch of uh, Viper Turbo games mm-hmm. that you play Yeah, and then I was like, why am I doing this? Because Turbo, especially for those um, for those like doubles and triples, I think Turbo sometimes feels especially bad because you got to do it multiple times. And I was like... Yeah, do you not have like a million hatchets? I have... Several, but I don't want to use it on like Viper. Come on, Viper's a, a very doable <laughs> hero, right? Yeah, like, true, true. I want to save it for I don't know for for Meepo <laughs> or yeah, right, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, or Gordon, those kinds of heroes. <laughs> no, that's yeah. fair. What about you? How how, how are your Dota feelings? Uh, my Dota feelings. 
I think are are pretty good. A lot of it's been watching Dota, mm-hmm. and that always makes you want to play. Well, it always makes me want to play. And then we uh, fired up on Thursday. We had our you know regular gaming night, and there were just a ton of people around. So we played Theme Thursday in houses. Nice, nice. Uh, do we have Do we fun. have fresh blood? No. No. Okay. No, there's no fresh. We blood. have but old blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coagulated blood. blood. <laughs> Experienced blood. Experienced blood. <laughs> Distinguished blood. The sanguine yeah, yeah. blood. <laughs> uh, it was fun. We did. Uh, it was me, uh, Sam. The other Sam, Sam the played pirate. Uh, he played. There's also an Ursi Sam. So many Sams. Uh, I mean. Dota is just, just full of Sams. Yeah. The Dota podcasting world. But we did, we had most legs. Oh. And we came up with, uh, a, I did an OP alchemist build from the safe lane. Because mm. uh, like a lot of the heroes weren't like fun, goofy ones. Like I got to play Chen in the second theme, theme Thursday game. It's just like insta-lock Chen if you have the option. Mm-hmm. Or if I have the option. Nice. But, uh. This one I picked Alk, and my build was a Bracer, Shoe, Soul Ring, Aghanim Scepter, Aghanim Scepter, Aghanim Scepter, Aghanim Scepter. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, so we spent our entire position one uh, net worth in farming all the stacks people made for I me. hope you uh, accrued all of them at once, so like that was your actual item build at some point you had... <laughs> Bracer shoe. I, I didn't give them up. Yeah, <laughs> but and then and then you're like, okay, you know, e- equal opportunity. Now everyone gets their academic stuff. Yeah, efficient stats. I'm 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 yeah. stockpiling efficient stats. Exactly. No. Now I, I gave him out one at a time. So Sam the Play Pirate was playing Centaur, so he had the the cart behind him oh. at like 12 minutes, mm-hmm. and we immediately put a Nyx Assassin in the cart. Mm. Uh, which is not probably the best hero for Maybe the not. cart. And then we also learned that Lich uh, hard counters that because the, because the oh, they're, Lich, they're both Lich together, so they'll just bounce. Bouncing. Yeah, got it. Yeah, that was not cool. Um, and then I give I give one to Nyx Assassin, so he could burrow himself in the cart. You can do that while the cart. Oh yeah. Oh. Then I gave it to Underlord because we were going to do. Where uh, where Underlord does Nyx go? Because because burrow implies, you know, burrowing, and is there like yeah. a a trap door in the cart? Ah, it's not clear. I mean, you could be burrowed while yulesed. That's true. You ever see like the lurker? So. Sam was pulling a lurker around for a while. And then we were going to do Underlord in the cart with the shard so he could cast Firestorm on himself mm. and get pulled around. And then I finally gave Enchantress an Ag Scepter just as the other team was destroying our throne because it didn't work. Turns out if you take your position one and you ends the game with 2,500 net worth, uh, it doesn't work. And that's a rough... Alk team too. Like there, there aren't very good ag scepters. <laughs> yeah, it's it's their fault, not yours. You did, you did beautifully. <laughs> no. no, no. I mean, I, I mean, it was like a dream game for me. Yeah. Like, 
just just hit creeps. Like I literally have to do nothing else. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything else because all I have is a bracer and a sword. <laughs> Um, and there were times like people would gank me and then it was like EE back at that DAC game against Artizi. People would gank me and I would just sit there finishing off the creeps knowing <laughs> I'm going to die. But like, maybe I can get one more last hit. Right. And then at one point, Nick, Nick was playing uh, position one safely in Rubik and he killed my courier. My courier had like half an ags on it. And then I think... At that point, Nick realized what we were doing. And so he ended up kind of diving our tier fours. Uh, and I was able to kill him back by our fountain, which gave me a lot of money because he was way ahead. Because our heroes didn't do anything. And then I got a ton of money. I was able to buy back the Ag Scepter mm. before my courier respawned. <laughs> then it respawned and... I already had half of the next egg scepter. Nice. So, shout yeah, out to Nick. Well. It worked well in the sense of giving egg scepters to people, not in the sense of winning Dota. Did you have but fun we, though? Oh my god, we were laughing the whole time. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was. That was a good time. And then the second one, I picked Chen, and I just kept getting uh, what do you call those golems. For some reason, like, I would show up in my jungle and there'd be, like, two golem camps. <laughs> and I would just tell my team, all right, guys, I'll be with you in 40 seconds because I'm getting all four of these golems. <laughs> and then I played a very important role in the team, which was get one-shotted by Praetor's mid-tusk. You were but the diversion. It yeah, it wasn't someone else getting one-shotted by Praetor's mid-tusk. Yeah. <laughs> So he would just one-shot me out of his shadow blade. Um, And then I would stun him four times in rapid succession. Maybe get a couple more stuns off as my little uh, golems broke apart. And then my team won. So I I think it it was really all me. Yeah. Because otherwise they would have all been killed by the, the tusk. So you're welcome. Sam. Yes. You're a you're a Chensman. I'm a Chensman. How has Dota made you feel recently? Um, I've been enjoying watching Dota, and I have not enjoyed playing Dota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's in most standard. regards. Um, I've my schedule has been a little wonky, and I haven't been able to play with teammates or generally like other people. And yeah. I don't think there's been a single match that hasn't been a five stack where. I haven't muted somebody, (laughs) at least one person, if not most people in the match. Yeah. Um, Doesn't matter, ranked, unranked. Everything, like somebody on my team just gets tilted out of their mind, or somebody is explicitly grieving, (laughs) (laughs) or yelling and screaming. I don't know, there's just, the community right now is, is rough. Um, but I've been having an interesting time. Um, my RD2L team is losing very poorly. Um, so we've been trying to switch things up and I think I'm going to be playing a little bit more three now, kind of like trying to mirror some of the TI meta and Uh be like a Wraith Pact player. Yeah. So just play like Visage, (laughs) Brood, uh, 
Lycan and maybe like E.T. or something. I don't know. Nice, yeah. nice. And then... Your E.T. is undefeated in M.A. something something. <laughs> how do how do we oh, tagline that? <laughs> uh, it's undefeated against D.P.C.T. There we go, so. there we go, yeah. <laughs> Basically T.I. ready. Exactly, um, yeah. That even though D.P.C. Bad. Division 1. Division 1. True, true. That was not, that wasn't, you know, some lower bracket weirdos. Mm-hmm. That was a Division 1 team. It's true. Um, but, yeah, no, I've been losing very poorly um, across the board, I think. You're just, I don't know. You're just waiting for the slingshot. Yeah. Yeah, you're just piling up the L's and then basking in the glory of the W's in the near future. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think that, like, I'm performing all that poorly. It just feels like some people are just checked out of games by, like, ten minutes in. Which is, huh. like, rough. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Have you played Marsha? Oh, I have been playing uh, Marcy just to Marcia. just to enjoy it while it's like <laughs> ridiculously broken. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I think that I I avoided playing that hero when it first came out because it was such like, a confident hero and required like sleek execution. But I think like it's much easier to play now, and I, it's it's so busted that I don't fear jumping into the enemy team <laughs> yeah yeah i i played one the other night and it was like it was ridiculous like i i was position for marcy i died a bunch like the we were stacked with i was stacked with people who were better than me so like everyone mm. in the game was better than me but then you know it gets like 45 minutes and i have like a bkb and a basher and i just like solo kill the enemy terror blade <laughs> i'm like what what is happening why is the game like this uh, it's ridiculous. I hit like two buttons. I'm not even good. Yeah, as a pause three Marcy, I was almost tied in net worth with my position one Sven <laughs> in one of the games I played. Yeah. And also almost outfarmed the Tinker. So. Jeez. Yeah. Silly. Have you played uh, Marcy at all? Charlene? <laughs> it's so funny you asked that. Um, I accidentally picked her one game i I was like uh i don't know like one or two seconds too late on the ban (laughs) and you went 15 and one no (laughs) no i did not but i had a lot of fun (laughs) she i I was like at first i was just all sourpuss and like uh i don't want to play marcy only only you know Bad Try people <laughs> play Marcy, yeah. Nerd. And then I, I, hand, I got to raised. do it, and I was yeah. like, "All right, she's she's pretty fun." <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my game, like it was me and a, a Dawnbreaker who was a rando with our with our four stack, and actually ended up being very nice. Mm. But like, we hit level two in lane, and he's like, "Why don't we go on AA?" And I did it, and AA was just gone. <laughs> like, between, like, Marcy Toss and Stun and then Dawnbreaker stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, this combo works really well. And Zach was playing with us, and he goes, oh, Marcy and another hero? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid, the number of heroes this one empowers. Like, it's like, oh, <laughs> you like playing ranged, like, damage dealers? Great. Marcy will set that up for you. Oh, you're playing a squishy hero that just needs an escape? Great. Marcy's great for you. Like, uh, you play a melee hero with stuns? Sure. They're 
always going to hit. Yeah. Like, I, I can't think of, like, an explicitly bad lane partner for Marcy. Yeah. Other than, like, it's... Okay, it's really hard to think of one like Huskar or something like that just doesn't care about you. <laughs> right, I, right. I, and even then, it's like you'd probably still just win the lane by virtue of Amarcy being there. Yeah. Right, like there's no synergy between Huskar and Marcy, but like Huskar is not going to complain that Amarcy's there. No, <laughs> right. She has no anti-synergy with anyone. So. Turning from Marcy, I think that's a natural segue to the news, since uh, she is the most picked hero in the second most important professional tournament of the year. Uh, So how about we head over to the news? Sure. (laughs) To read the future, I need entries! Uh, As listeners may be aware... The International 2022 is currently being played. Uh, Marcy is the most picked hero. About a 50% win rate, which is... I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to think about that. Very respectable when it's first picked most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And not only like first phase, like literally first picked. (laughs) Like 86 games. Yeah. Um, Other than that, the International is pretty fun. Um... Let's see. Sam. Yeah. What's your, like, key takeaway uh, right now about the International? What's your thought? Um, Death Ball is popular, if not, like, outright good. Mm. Um, Wraith Pact is back. Yeah. Was it ever gone? That was last TI that that was the, like... That was introduced, right? Or was it just after? Because there was the patch where it was the most broken item of the game. I feel like that was a major. Yeah, I think it was a major. But it was a... Maybe it was the Stockholm major or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, where Um, it was just like impossible to click on and and absolutely the best thing. (laughs) Yeah, it was just just so ridiculously good. And then it kind of died for a bit. And the zoo died down. And then quietly it's just creeped back up. And then all of a sudden, the best teams in the final are the ones that pick Enigma, Beast, uh, Visage, Brood, and, you know... Yeah. Some kind of zoo. Um, all of the, the the carries are either predicated upon, like, dealing with the zoo or, like, using the zoo to kind of help them out. Um, yeah. With the exceptions being like heroes that just don't care. Um, I feel like all of your traditional carries from TIs of lore are not here because there's just not enough like time for them to farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's no Sven's, there's no Luna's being picked right now. Yeah, um, that's true. There's no. Like, even heroes like Void feel weird, because it's really slow, and it yeah, just Vo- kind of loses to Zoo. Yeah, Void hasn't done too well. He's been picked very few times. Yep. Um, and so, like, your popular carries end up being Pudge and 
TB and things that are maybe Ursa. Just stuff that accentuates like early aggression. SF, you know. Yeah. Like you're there was a good um there I mean, most of the series have been o, like two O's. And there were only two series so far in the main stage that went to two one. Yeah. And the quote from Immortal Faith, the coach of uh who is it? Game and Gladiators, or no? Ton- no, it's not. Ton- oh, no, it is Game and Gladiators. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah, they were playing against I think OG for their game three, yeah. and um, he said that the game would be over in under thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, not really because I think he was so confident that they were going to win, but because that was he was confident that was the point at which the game would be decided. Yeah. Right. Um, their team was so like early heavy and the other team so obviously looking for and hoping for it to go late um yeah yeah it was just a yeah so so that i watched that gg game and i was rooting for them and that that was one with a shadow fiend right Mm. the exact hero you mentioned and then it basically was over at 30 minutes like you know, it kept going for another 10 minutes, but they tried to push high ground at like 28 minutes. Uh, Shadowfiend got killed twice, and that was basically it. And so my question is about this, this Shadowfiend hero, because he was picked a lot in the group stage, mm-hmm. and he had a good win rate. Mm-hmm. And he's something like one in nine since they got to the... Like every team that picks Shadowfiend just loses now on the, the main stage. I was wondering, is that just some weird small sample size thing? Or have teams kind of figured out how to play? Like Jenkins said, people are picking heroes that will just run up to Shadowfiend and man up on him. Yeah. And he can't deal with it. Yeah. Is that it? Like people just have figured that out? Yeah, I think I think that's most of it. And SF, like, um, I think the thing that is kind of weird is that there isn't a very good, like, five safe hero right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it kind of creates this dynamic in the safe lane where you need to pick, especially when you go SF carry, you pick some aggressive kind of bully in lane. You're thinking Marcy, Undying, um, Clockwork. Uh, stuff like that, especially melee heroes. Um, and then you're either hoping that you can death ball with the SF um, or that they can't get on top of the SF, right? Yeah. Um, I think the the response picks have been like Tusk, uh, Lycan, Beastmaster's okay. Um, stuff like that that just, yeah, it just runs at him. Um, Bloodseeker, I think, was picked once to counter him. Yeah, I don't know. It's just BKB. Like, like it's it's a little bit weird since SF counters BKBs for the most part as a physical right clicker in the safe lane. Yeah. Um, but the best heroes against him are just ones that can BKB, ignore his team, and kill him. And that's yeah. what happened to Arteezy. Like, 
six times in six games. Or <laughs> yeah. Because he just got <laughs> slaughtered in the safe lane. Like, over and over again. He's just, it's just the most gankable hero in the game. Even with a slow. The so. other thing I feel about SF is, like, he's so... He he's he has two approaches: either right click, <laughs> um, which leaves them susceptible to people who just run at you and trade with you and like kill you faster, or like a very slow wind up ultimate. Which, in so many games, I feel like I've seen. Maybe it was mostly Arteezy, and I'm just scarred by that. But I feel like it's most games. <laughs> I just see like the SF trying to wind up the ulti. And then it doesn't really go off, or or it just right. like it does, and then it doesn't seem to do much. So, I I feel a lot like um, there was one TI I think where Razor felt similar, right? Like, and was it like TI four or five, six? It's all blurring yeah, together. I think, but I think, I think four. Yeah, yeah. yeah people four. were just like the teams just kept picking it. And like on paper, it was objectively good, but yeah, at yeah. the same time, it wasn't leading to wins. So, yeah, I think I think the the I think SF carry is kind of a product of other heroes being good than SF necessarily being good. And mm. the problem I find right now is that there's just not a lot of good um, ranged safe laners. Mm-hmm. Like nothing feels good because your alternative. Yeah, Sorry. I would argue no safe lane hero feels good. <laughs> yeah, it just feels miserable. Yeah, I, th- I, I can't even like. I mean, Void was kind of okay there for a second, but not. Uh, not I'm thinking really of that the the OGGG game two. Yoragi just kept getting. I, I think that was the game, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hiroki could not get any, like, good chronos. He would just get stunned and bashed and picked off, and anytime he did yeah. get a chrono, it was not a very impactful one. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that, that game had... I mean, that was such a good game, by the way. It was, yeah. <laughs> oh. But that, that was the one where the... the... That's the first 2-1, right? Yeah. yeah, and the spinning BZM spinning Pangolier ended up in the Chronosphere, <laughs> knocking, and it bumped, knocking someone out, out of yep. the Chronosphere. Yeah, yep, yep. I think my favorite Chrono of that game was when Yuragi missed the Chrono in base. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then hit hit ATF under the T fours, and so <laughs> yeah. Amar dies in his own Chrono. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that was oof. that was a rough game. It was a Best. Throw. Yeah, it's definitely a rough game. Um, but yeah, there's there's not a there's literally not a single safe laner that's ranged and doesn't get run at like yeah. mercilessly right now. I think the I think the the answer that teams are a little scared of is probably troll. But I think that no team wants to <laughs> troll right now. Because <laughs> they, they're gonna be the team that loses with troll carry and looks like an idiot. Um yeah. T B is like maybe the closest thing. But even TB is like ranged half the time. <laughs> yeah, you're only ranged half the time, and it's looked so weird in games. Yeah. Like it's, I forget which game it was. I think it was, um, I don't remember who it was against, but I, I remember it was against a Lycan. And the Lycan was just Ugh. like 
that or sorry, the TB couldn't kill the Helm of the Overlord creep <laughs> at like 45, 50 minutes. It okay. might have been that really long um, RNG game, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm. But like the hero the heroes are just pathetic. Illusion heroes other than Naga, kind of lame. Like Yeah. I Arc Warden maybe gonna be like a sleeper carry mid lane hero of late ti um but there's i think most of your like mid laners are like your ranged dps dealers right now can we talk a little bit about supports (laughs) yes of course yeah um yeah i i i am loving the support game like i've seen i'm seeing a lot of cm and lich and disruptor and Mm -hmm. love all those heroes um, I think if Venge were also in the mix, this would basically be my entire support hero set. <laughs> um, so that's been that's been really fun and cool. Um, and then the other thing that I'm kind of surprised about when it comes to fours, at least I in the past I felt like Ti was always a a resurgence of Earthshaker, like. Shaker yeah. throughout the year and majors and stuff was kind of whatever, but then for whatever reason at TI, Shaker would always come out as like a great pick, and especially with um, what Sam was talking about with this being kind of a, a death bolly but zoo meta. I'm surprised yeah. I'm not seeing more Earth Shaker. So. Uh, pro, I. The pro analysis I've heard from it mm-hmm. is that the um, the contending melee fours are just much better, right? So and they're better against Earthshaker specifically. So like Clockwork is just wrecks <laughs> Earthshaker, right. and it's in a pretty good spot right now. So every time Earthshaker thing has been picked, mm-hmm. Clock has either been banned or picked mm-hmm. um, almost every time, at least in the group stage. Um, Nyx is like gnarly right now. Yeah. Liquid has been using a lot of Spirit Breaker. That's kind of been like their sneaky pick. Um, and, you know, Earth Spirit and Marcy are obviously in the mix too. Um, mm-hmm. And a little bit more mobile, I'd say, than like having to. By the time you get to blink on Earthshaker, the enemy cores are already building or have BKB is kind of what this meta is. Mm, so yeah. it's like, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing against Earthshaker. Fair. And then yeah. you're playing on like a super high tempo cooldown or like a super high cooldown and you're not playing with like black hole, say. You right. know what I mean? Like that's the one really high um, cooldown spell that is like oh, prioritized Useful. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, my like very amateur take on Earthshaker uh, and I'm not just going to flame the hero because of my own personal experience. But I think Echo Slam uh, is the most overrated spell in the game. Like, the most so many overrated. T- yeah, like so many times, you know, the Earthshaker finally gets a blink late, as you said, Sam. And then there'll be a whole group of people and be like, oh, five man Echo Slam. And each of the heroes loses like 33 to 40% of their hit points and they just kill the Earthshaker. And it, it never does like as much as you think it's going to. And I think like you, you say like, oh, you think you'd pick Earthshaker against the zoo. 
And I mean, I guess against Brood, if you have like 65 things in, a, in like a one unit, you know, stacked on top of one another, maybe that works. But I always feel like Echo Slam is just less impressive than you think it's going to be. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's not good against the like specific zoo going on right now. Also, I wonder if Earthshaker was so good at TI for so long because Seb was playing at TI. <laughs> right? I mean, like, Seb played in the that in the Stockholm Major and played Earthshaker a bunch. And they won that Major. And, like, no one else played Earthshaker. You know what I mean? Like, he's just really good at it. And, like, uh, I don't know, Kaka, Baboka, whoever the uh, Chinese four is the player Earthshaker are. FY. But like Yeah, I don't know. My my the, honest my honest answer and having thought about it is kind of the same reason that uh Magnus is really bad right now. Um like com- comparatively uh is because the heroes don't offer anything towards killing Wraith Pact. <laughs> Their damage is actually like not entirely nullified, but mostly nullified if you put a Wraith Pack down at any point. <laughs> and, like, once it's down, like, what do you do about it? You know what I mean? Like, you're 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 basically telling the enemy team, like, yeah, come Echo Slam me. Come RP me. Like, you have right. to get the blink off so you can't be that close um, because of the damage aura. And then, yeah. even if you do get it off, it's like a 30% damage reduction. Or 40 or whatever. Like, it's hmm. it's just, like... And then your, like, alternative to that, or, like, how you deal with that is preemptively BKB to blink in an Echo Slam, which feels awful. <laughs> it also takes 6,000 gold. Yeah, there's, it's just, like, it. it's actually so defining to this meta. Like, almost every team has built a Wraith Pact in almost every game of TI. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's just really hard to like deal with that um, as Earthshaker. If you yeah, if you wanted a four with you know CC and kill potential, like just take Tiny. Yeah, Tiny's been really popular. Who actually seems good now? <laughs> no, Tiny. Tiny is tiny sick. Is good. It was that was t- watching uh, Thunder Awaken. I think it was against EG. Yeah, they made Tiny look like the most broken hero in Dota. I think Boom Esports also did really good tiny plays like Dark Magoo or whatever. And they figured out at teams, and this is, you know, credit where credit's due. Like the fourth Spirit guys realized months ago how ridiculous Tiny Zags is. Yeah. <laughs> like, and now you see players doing it and they'll go like tiny, they go Ags like really early. Yeah. And there'll be a team fight and you'll just see like three heroes instantly killed because they take like 2,500 damage on a 15 second cooldown. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, that works really well. And I, I, I honestly think like people just didn't realize quite how effective it could be. Especially with like Disruptor or Enigma or, you know, any of these heroes that kind of keep people around. Yeah. Stun. Anything that like. Crystal Maiden slows like anything to keep people in an area. Mm-hmm. Tiny could just kill them all on yeah. a 15 second cooldown. It's one of the last like really really impactful AOE physical damage mm. dealing spells. Like the alternatives are like Clinks, which who has not been picked at all of TI throughout the group stage at or main all. stage. Yeah, Ugh. he's one of eight heroes unpicked. 
Um, so that tells you how good that is. Um, there's just not not a great um, way of dealing this, like... Uh, I think the closest examples are, like, Lena is kind of being picked to deal, like, poke physical damage. But yeah. it's not AoE. Like, Tiny is, I don't know, sick nasty if he gets to the late game. Like, yeah, he just got, like, a Daedalus and a, and the eggs and 18th level, and you can just deal like 2,500 physical damage in an AOE. Yeah. What? Um, so, yeah, think about Tiny Watch, as you know, we've always had on our podcast. Tiny's actually good. I don't think there is a Tiny in this tournament. Like, in the sense of a hero people keep picking, even though they lose a lot. Maybe Shadow Fiend on the main stage, but like he he did win a lot of games in the group stage, so I feel like that's actually learning something. Mm. Um, it's not like a consist like because Tiny was like that for like two years. Like he'd be like the second most picked hero in a tournament with like a thirty two percent win rate. I think but- Bat Rider, especially if it continues to get picked, could be in that mm. category. It was like. I don't know, like sub twenty five percent win rate, and the only team that pulled it off was like some of the oh God, SA yeah. teams. Um, yeah, it. I can't think of any other heroes. Quap is zero uh, and nine in the course of the entire tournament, but people stopped picking it once they realized, like your ultimate does fifteen percent of the enemy core's HP. Hmm. And nothing through BKB. Or at least like the rest of her stuff does nothing through BKB. I think so. Ember Spirit. I don't know the numbers, mm. but I feel like that hero is like on a sharp decline on its way out. I got your numbers. He's been picked 30 times at TI. Uh, he is 10 and 20. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Yeah. he's he, It feels like none of the Spirit heroes, unless they're like picked into the perfect game with like a really thoughtful design behind their pick uh yeah. have had a lot of impact like um i think it's been okay with lifestealer as like an infest bomb thing but i mids don't need to have this innate mobility to roam right now they just need to make sure that their rotations are successful which is why eg kept losing ah uh. Because Abed would win his lane and then make the wrong rotation. <laughs> According to EE yeah. and others. But. Yeah. Or Crit was like in the wrong place in suggesting Abed to go to the wrong place. Which then caused <laughs> yeah. like them to not take towers and capitalize on like early momentum. EE was not happy with Crit's play in that game. Yeah. Which is... I think Crit um, has been carrying a lot of eg's play for the past few years like <laughs> yeah. so i'm not i'm not terribly like upset with crit i think is right, the takeaway right. i think that um there are some coaching mistakes and some drafting mistakes and oh. uh they just couldn't find a way to make nightfall connect with the rest of their team for a lot of the main stage at least mm-hmm. and then like fly had like very very small issues that 
that amounted to a lot. Like, there was a lot of pressure put on Fly in this tournament. He was playing, like, a lot of their initiators, I felt. Yeah, that that I thought was a little... Because they, they definitely had... Right? Mm-hmm. For him? Yeah. Sven, Clock, Clock, I think Undying, yeah. maybe a little bit of Tusk or something. Like, uh, yeah, really weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I think of the, um, it was against, I think, Thund- Thunder Awaken, where there was a hookshot missed by, like, a quarter second onto a Morphling that, <laughs> were that made a kill instead of a missed opportunity, I think EG literally wins that game. And it was like <laughs> yeah. a 12-minute mark. And it was just going so wrong for them that they needed to get something going. And they found the big, the highest priority core. And, like, Fly just made the mistake of, like, shooting a rocket flare instead of immediately hookshotting. And it cost yeah. him the kill and probably the game. And then it snowballed into the lower bracket and then them exiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I honestly think that first TA game, the one where uh Picazis was on Bloodseeker. Mm-hmm. Like honestly mm-hmm. like one more you know Crystallis proc in so many of those fights on the part of Shadowfiend. Yeah. And Picazis dies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, which is which is not to say you know that was the reason like TA outplayed them. Like that's why like all credit to TA. But like it wasn't. It was so close, and if Picasso dies in like in the late game, then it's a whole. Then Ichi gets all the momentum back, and blah blah blah. But there were so many times when people would get away with like a, a fraction of health, and I'm like, oh, one more right click. Yeah. yeah. The number of times the Bloodseeker would just like slip away, and then get health back, hitting some creeps, coming back in. It was. It was a rough game to watch. And I feel so bad for our boy, Arteezy. <laughs> like, he's just <laughs> the, the poster child, sad boy of Dota. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wanted good things for him. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily EG, but I just feel like his entire Dota career has been a, a tragedy. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, after TI3... He makes a team called Sad Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Gets picked up by EG. They're unbelievably good. TI4, they came in third or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves EG. EG wins TI. Yeah. <laughs> goes to then Secret, he right? In, yeah. Then he eventually comes back to EG. They come in second in, like, everything. <laughs> Poor, oh, man. What a... Poor kid. What a story. Do you think that the... Uh... Yatoro buff slash debuff will be a continuing trend going forward, like in other TIs. What do you mean? Like there was a big a big meme, at least in like the Russian community for Dota, that was uh, talking about how uh, Arteezy and Yuragi both went bald for the, the main stage. Ah. Um. And to like copying Yatoro from TI ten. And uh, they, you know, they both bombed out of the tournament. So, Yuragi well, is still there. Is he? I thought OG lost. I don't know. I'm, I'm dumb. Sorry. Uh, Are you? But, maybe uh, you're seeing into the future. Yeah, maybe. Could probably. I think they're they in the lower I, bracket. I, uh, no. Are they against TA? No, uh, they're against, against Liquid. 
Liquid, yeah. Oh, definitely rooting for Liquid, yeah. Definitely rooting for Liquid. Yeah. How do you not? They're so likable. <laughs> they are very likable. Um, no, the the one thing I was thinking as I was putting together my like bracket predictions was uh, like, oh, Secret and Liquid, Last Chance Qualifiers, like, you know, it's got to mean something that they didn't necessarily get in but i think i had the completely wrong read on that i should have said like oh because they were the last chance qualifiers <laughs> that means they'll do well so yeah I, yeah they had, they had that <laughs> opportunity to play a high an entire high stakes right. tournament right before the big tournament yeah yeah what do you guys think of the distribution of teams like as far as regions, we were left with four EU, two South American, and two Chinese teams. That's I didn't expect four European teams to make it this far. I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't either. It seems like when well, you know, when you look at the teams that are left, right? Liquid's good, Secret's good. Which I dislike them. Tundra, I think they finally made that leap. You know, like teams like they're they're really good in league, and then they show up on stage and they have trouble. But then they kind of get used to it and they get their composure. I feel like Tundra has finally kind of done that. Um, the, yeah, the, the SA teams are a big surprise for me, but I'm really excited about it. Boo, NA. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you I said you? boo, NA. Yeah. Boo, NA. Eh, whatever, they got one team. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. My only thought, yeah, I, I just feel like the entire Dota scene has always been a little bit dominated by EU, so I'm not too surprised by that. Um, the one thing I am a little bit surprised about is that I, I thought that Chinese teams would maybe do a little bit better. Not to say that this yeah. distribution is off, but at least um, like RNG, I, I felt earlier on that they would be a stronger team, and I was kind of surprised to see their performance um but i think lgd and aster are both representing china really well so well i mean yeah. the uh, rng, RNG got COVID. <laughs> well not only did they get covid and then they get, they they poured their heart and soul into the craziest game of dota <laughs> i mean or i guess we can't go the whole podcast without mentioning a, a, the like what like a 112 minute game or whatever right yep. yeah yeah best of one like RNG falling to the lower bracket because of COVID, basically, because they just lost a day of group stage because of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, having to face off against Entity in the longest game in TI history. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really history? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the entirety of TI, or at least TI That's main awesome. stage. I, and I don't think there's, honestly, I think that the. I can't think of a longer one because the the one that I always think back on is like the earliest Dota game that I remember distinctly is like the Liquid VP series um, from TI7, where um, there's like a 77 minute game sometime, right? Yeah, um, this one was like 90, I think. Oh, okay. But I, yeah, but 112. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was and like. It was so, like, even the whole yeah. time. That was the thing that was most impressive to me, is that it was, like, 90-plus minutes, and there was, like, a 1K gold lead or less at some points. And I was, like, yeah. very stressed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was 
like it maintained that next overwhelming team fight wins tension for mm-hmm. like 60 minutes. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and COVID has reared its head, right? Because now Beast Coast has COVID. Oh, really? Oh, do they? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I, I, I listen, I love Beast Coast, but I, I didn't pick him to beat <laughs> BSG. I'll tell you what. And now, you know, they all have COVID, so I definitely think PSG's going to win. I picked PSG to win the whole thing. I was surprised they got knocked down so quick, but... I don't even think I can do a bracket. I don't have a battle pass. I missed it. I uh, I don't have it filled out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I did, the, I did the, the regular predictions for the whole thing. I was rooting uh, for Entity to win, and now I think the Tundra is going to win. You think Tundra? I hope. I mean, of the teams that are remaining, I mean, obviously, East Coast TA would be cool. But yeah, I think Tundra is really cool. They pick weird heroes. Yeah. They picked Spirit Breaker mid one game. Tundra is a pretty high team. Yeah. I just think that Tundra or Liquid like kind of deserve it to a degree. Like I, yeah. I don't know how to put it in any other ways, but like thirty three has looked exceptional. Like, yeah. Um, and then I want to even I used to be a Matumbo Man hater back in like TI seven days, but yeah. now I want Matsu to to pull it through <laughs> and win one more. Like I think that this this team has just kind of been around enough. Like both of these teams, I think, have been around long enough, and I don't want OG to win nor Secret oh. really. God now. Yeah. Who are you rooting for? <laughs> On that note, I am actually rooting for OG. Um, I've really okay. liked the the new squad, and there's something about the the organization's approach to Dota that, that like friendship mm. trumps all kind of um, that I just find really refreshing. So that's who I have yeah. to win, but I I tend to agree that like Tent- Tundra. Um, I think PSG, LGD, and then Liquid are my other, and Thunder Awaken. Like, the only one I don't want to win is Secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even Aster, I, I'd i be fine with it. I don't think I'd be, like, yeah. rooting for them, unless they're playing against Secret. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I feel like I I would be happy with everybody except for Puppy winning T.I., on team <laughs> like i love rezo i think crystallis yeah. has been like a nice addition nisha. To, like... nisha plays out of his mind sometimes yeah He's yeah so nisha is ridiculous yeah. and uh, zayats has been like i'm glad that zayats got out of the um the like vp navi circuit and got <laughs> at like to a team that actually like is gonna take him somewhere um yeah i mean i, I love Yapsor too and then but Zayats came in, and he's, I mean, he's been, like, the MVP of their games. A lot of them that I've seen. Yeah. So good. The, this is, but this is still a puppy project, like, in its, in every way. Like, yeah. the, I don't know, there, there's stuff like Rezo Pause 3 Silencer that I'm like, how how is this working? Mm. But <laughs> it's just puppy magic, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you want to do when some I... questions? Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. Holy shit! If you want 
also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. Alright, first question that we have is a long one uh, from Mr. Fancy Pants. He wanted to make sure we got this on the podcast. He sa- he asks, with Dota finally making the break into popular culture via Dragon's Blood, which I understand is the cartoon, and the discontinuation of the True Sight documentary series, this can only mean one thing, the inevitable crossover. I don't fully understand. His question, however, is that the winning team of TI-11 gets a story arc in the anime where they are transported into the Dragon's Blood world. And then the three of us, Sam, Charlene, and Jim, write and produce the season. What team do you want? And, you know, what's the story? Uh, and how do they defeat it, if they defeat it? And, uh, you know, what what do they learn about themselves over the course? Now, it, I'll give you all a, a chance to think about it, because I read this a little earlier than, than you all, perhaps. Okay. And I will comment that there could be, on our part, a commitment to continue forward uh, the style of Dragon's Blood, the Netflix animated series. And, you know, in terms of uh, an arc with a great peril that faces the world, they defeat invaluable lessons, they learn about themselves. Uh, You don't need any of that. It can just be like random heroes... Uh, that you don't even know why they're in the story doing things. Uh, and just unresolved plot lines uh, going from season to season. Hmm. You know, we could keep with that and just have it be, you know, secret and they team up with Terrorblade, uh, who I didn't even watch the most recent se- season of Dragon's Blood, so I don't know if he wins or not. I assume not. Uh, and uh, Invoker is just there attempting to establish himself as an interesting character with relationships to other characters uh, and relatable relationships with the human beings that might be watching the show, uh, but he will have nothing to do with the overall plot um, because that seems to be their, their approach as well. So I think the appropriate uh, professional team for my approach would be Secret. Uh, because they're not likable. And then do the, I guess. I mean, the one I was thinking was LGD because they've been second place the last two years and the story arc could be, I don't know, try, try again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a a good story arc and one that would be fulfilling to viewers. I'm picturing kind of unlikable people. Otherwise, we have to say that secret win. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing like unlikable people mm. doing incomprehensible okay. things mm. with no resolution, which is ha, how ha, I've interpreted no Dragon's Blood over the last two years. Oh, <laughs> it would this time, though. <laughs> and, at, and at the end, Invoker says something interesting, uh, and the season just ends on that note. Having never finished a season of Dragon's Blood, <laughs> um, I think... It, uh, I, I will say that that does not put you uh, in any worse it's to answer this not, question. Okay. Uh, it's not an important piece of media to consume. <laughs> okay. I, I'll keep that in mind. It's, it'll stay I on the highly recommend Arcane. Arcane is oh. great. Yes, yes, winner of the 2022 Emmy for Best Animated Series. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
And it is actually really good. It is really I good. Watched it with my, I watched it with my daughter despite uh, uh, a, uh, a love scene in one of the episodes, which was painfully awkward um, for the two of us to watch. Mm-hmm. But we bore down. Yeah. So Sam, yeah, what, what's your what's your how do you take a team into Dragon's Blood? Uh you you flip it on its head entirely. The Ooh. the new season of Dragon's Blood reveals that uh actually the events of Dragon's Blood and all of the interplay between different heroes is actually just the result of a pub in the <laughs> NASA region, you know. Uh, and the pub is uh, a five stack of uh, Thunder Awaken playing against okay. E.E. Sama on Terrorblade. Uh, and you know, you know how that goes. It's uh, it's an anime uh, duel to the death for 80 plus minutes. Um, and yeah. Thunder Awaken, baby. Let's take it home. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea of it as a pub because like... The invoker just isn't working with anyone. Yeah. Like, he's mid. He picked, he insta-locked invoker mid. He's like, I'm going to be in this series. I don't care what any other characters are doing. Oh. I'm doing this. It's invoker and EE. And that's, like, the (laughs) the key, right? Like, that's, that is the enemy. Um, Yeah. I feel like that would be, that would make a fun, light series (laughs) that uh, could be cute. Like, I would like to see the, like, the animation difference between what is happening in the game versus happening like in the room with Thunder Awaken on like you know on their computers playing the game. Right. That would that would be that would be cool. That's good. Charlene, do you have anything else to add? I kinda cut you off when you're No. No, I, I like Sam's. Let's go with that one. <laughs> yeah, Sam's is definitely the best. <laughs> yep. Answer. Anytime you could use E E. Uh Pork Chwap asks uh, and this is good for you guys because you guys play a lot of support. He says, "Which support hero is getting the next overtuned buff?" Hmm. Bounty hunter. Oh. He's already a little bit too. His base kit is ridiculous, and the only thing stopping him is the fact that all of his abilities are garbage. <laughs> Until he's like level six. Everyone that comes to mind, I feel like is already pretty good. (laughs) Right. Maybe Io? Has Io been touched in a while? Io has one pick in TI. Talk about wild meta. Right. So maybe Io? But I feel like changing io in any way is just going to bring back carry io not necessarily overtune <laughs> the support yeah um oh what about phoenix okay yeah i'm gonna give phoenix some love i love phoenix I, but i haven't picked or played phoenix in a really long time that's good i can see that i think could it be dark willow yeah, I feel like she she got a bunch of buffs, and then it looked like she was going to be really strong, and she just has not been picked and and has lost a lot of games mm. in TI. She's deserving of a buff. She just gets run over right now. Yeah. Too- yeah, it's tough. Like I, I think 
supports like the the thing that's hurting certain supports is that they don't have like like a reliable instant like CC. Okay, mm-hmm. I keep seeing these lineups where like everything works together really well, but there isn't that hard CC or like instant kind of disable, and mm-hmm. then they lose because the other team's like. We picked a bunch of stuns. We just kill your heroes. Um, even a TI, you, you see this. And so I wonder if, like, it's a hero that, that doesn't have these this instant CC kind of stuff, but if they just, you know, juice up the numbers. Maybe, like, Skywrath Mage. I feel like Skywrath Mage has been pretty good lately, but, you know, not pick the TIs. Maybe they're ready for, ready for some buffing. Hmm. You know what I like, in any case. Uh, Rex Cow asks, what is your favorite thing about Autumn? What do I do with all these apples? <laughs> now, Apple we, butter? We have a, yeah, we have like a, a lot of people who are into food here. Do you make apple butter, Charlene? No, I just know it's a thing. <laughs> I've never actually yeah. made it. Um my favorite thing about Autumn is pumpkin pie, actually. I love pumpkin pie. Really? Mm-hmm. I cannot stand pumpkin anything. I it's all gross. adore pumpkin pie. <laughs> pumpkin pie? Yep. No, I think uh, I would recommend making uh, apple cider if you, Ooh, if you are really putting good. yourself to uh, the challenge. Um, I, linked, okay. I linked like a nationally or you know uh, an accredited way of doing it to not get anybody sick it's kind of a little bit of a process but if you have like a bushel (laughs) of apples you can create three gallons of uh apple cider and then you can use that apple cider to make uh or you could make hard or fermented cider um and apple cider vinegar or you can use that to make uh, some apple cider donuts, which are nice. Oh. There's a good Claire Saffitz recipe that I watched a couple weeks ago, and she had a nice, a nice way of making them. That sounds good. Yeah, that's those. Are... I, yeah, I, I have not forsaken my homeland, uh, unlike some on this podcast right now. But apple pie, apple pie, Come on, cowbell. Come on, cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just uh, yeah. My wife is a three-time um, town July Fourth apple pie contest entrant. Really nice. Yeah, she makes a very good apple pie. I think she doesn't end up winning because she doesn't make it super sweet, mm. and people like it super sweet. But hers is not super sweet. It's awesome. Mm. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna one up it. It's the pie is fine, but I actually prefer um, crumbles. Yeah, crumble and uh, cobblers are the way to yeah. go. Yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. For autumn desserts, yeah. pies are overrated. But um, I'm also a big fan of chunky a- homemade applesauce, and then pair that mm. with some fresh latkes, and uh, that ah, good call. That's a that's a duo or pork chops. I think applesauce and pork chops is delicious. So. Yeah. Yeah, applesauce and lockers is really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last question. Let's go with Titus Andromedon here. 
He says, well, there's always some criticism of how TI is produced. This year seems like the floodgates have opened and everyone is negative. Add to that the knowledge that Valve considers TI a passion project and doesn't make much money from it. Question mark. And it leaves Titus wondering, are we watching the last TI? I don't think so. They'll keep doing it. <laughs> right? it was, is it going to be like a StarCraft? Like, as a... As a top-tier game, it might be dying, but there's always going to be like some kind of contingency and support for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about this, and I was, I was having a conversation with Zach from Fort Spirit about it. Like, at some point, like, esports might solidify. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, we think, like, oh, like, it's computer games, so games keep coming up and, and disappearing, coming up and disappearing, and blah, blah, blah. But like real sports, or like traditional sports, there's like an infinite number of things real you can do. Real sports. Like, <laughs> Them be fighting words, Jim. Yeah, no, right? With like, uh, it's just a Brian Gumble show. But like in, in traditional sports, there's an infinite number of things you can do with like running and jumping and balls and nets, mm-hmm. right? But it's just these, right? It's just soccer. It's just basketball. You know, there's some cricket and baseball and kind of rugby slash American football. But like... Everybody just plays soccer, cricket, and basketball. Um, like, it, it kind of solidified to that. And, like, CS has always been around, like, for way longer than anyone plays the game casually. <laughs> but, like, it is the team-based shooter, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, what if there's there's always a MOBA? Just because a MOBA is a good yeah. uh, thing. And so Dota can always But by that logic, be would League be the more palatable (laughs) entry-level MOBA um probably I mean the one thought I have is just because this one this TI isn't as big as before I don't necessarily think it's the last TI because I think it's like it's not going to just keep growing and growing I think we're just finally hitting more of that plateau phase and figuring out the the balance and like equilibrium of what is sustainable but uh, I, I, I hope it's not the last TI. Yeah, I don't think so. What do you think, Sam? I hope that, that it doesn't continue this trajectory is my only complaint. Not that I don't want TI to go to Southeast Asia or to like non-NA European places, but specifically going to Singapore and the conditions in the the two venues, from my understanding, like... They're trying to make TI a more intimate experience and more of a, like, player's ball for, like, uh, uh, I don't know, lack of words. Like, it's it, it's it's whales that can afford to go to this TI. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. in a way, it kind of feels uh, wrong to me, kind of, as a, as a Dota player who started playing the game because it was free to play. Right. And it's remained that way, but specifically around TI and the way that Valve talks about it, and specifically their like money losing or like effort they have to put into their like, you know, wildly successful uh passion project. Um <laughs> yeah. like they they should democratize TI and like bring it back to uh Washington or whatever, you know what I mean? Like put it back in the U.S., make it a big open, 
screening and have lots of like walkers by engage with the game instead of like making it cost two grand to attend and bringing it to the most expensive country on earth outside of like what dubai or whatever the fuck i don't know right it's it it just feels ridiculous to watch it and then you're also dealing with the fact like production wise my only complaint so far has been the booths and I don't even want to get into that because that's too long of a conversation. But <laughs> the, the the not booth, yeah, don't even the lack of soundproofing <laughs> entirely. Um, yeah, like GG Gaming Gladiators acknowledging that they used what they heard to win a game. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so all right, ah, we have a, a a challenger arises at the last yeah. moment. <laughs> we have a final question. All right, put the kids to bed, listeners. We're going to work blue for this one. Uh, some, you know, some colorful language might slip out. Dora le Destroyer asks, replace one syllable in a hero's name with the word duck. Now, he did not use the word duck uh, when he asked the question. It was with a different first letter, uh, one that is uh, obscene, but actually funny. I broken the fuck asked, seal. I think we could just say it. <laughs> you said it like right before. Yeah, I know. So I think we should just go for it. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, put the kids to bed. Let's give us our explicit tag and let's go. Uh, replace one soul blood hero's name with the word fuck. Um, <laughs> all right, Charlene, which one you got? Uh, I mean, I think we just read all of these. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been discussing this on the Discord yeah. extensively. Um, um, so. Dora le Destroyer's own contributions were were Fuckleback, Beast Fucker. <laughs> beast, the beast Fucker is very good. Yeah, yeah, good, good imagery there. Yep. I like, uh, the first one I put was uh, the Fairy Dragon, Fuck. <laughs> uh, because it, it, it rhymes with his actual name. And Greg pointed out Centaur Warfucker. <laughs> yes. Fucko for Meepo. Which is good. Sam, you got any? Uh, I think Tide, uh, sorry, uh, Fuck Hunter, uh, Omni Fuck, um, Queen of Fuck or Fuck of Pain, Terror yeah. Fuck. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Don't fuck Stroke is pretty good. Fuck Stroke, yeah. I like, I think it's what we said for Monkey Fuck. Mm. Mm, that's classic. Monkey Fuck. Mm. Funky yeah, fuck. <laughs> F- or, oh, no, I, I changed it there. Sorry. <laughs> Fucky like, king. <laughs> did they did they release a hero? Fucker. Is this for Viper? I think that uh, Fuck Rider is probably the, the like best one that fits well. And then I like ones where like the syllable doesn't actually make any sense, and you replace it like <laughs> Tim fucks all. <laughs> yeah. Bat fucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's about it. Yeah. Giggles. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> we had our slapstick. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely check out the uh the 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 Discord. They're very funny. Um that's it. That's it for this episode. Yeah. And to check out our later. Discord. <laughs> yes, please us. check out our Discord. <laughs> Head over to we like dodo.com and, and there's a link to the Discord. Come play with us. Maybe we'll play Theme Thursday. And, and if you want to be with a bunch of people actively trying to grief 
uh, in creative and fun ways, uh, at least in an in-house. We, we join us. Yeah. Any other shout-outs? Sam? Charlene? No. I got none. All right. There you go. See you guys around. Bye. Bye-bye. Right.